We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 30 of Married Millennials. Happy Halloween. Well, I guess it's post-Halloween. It's not Halloween Eve. Yep. Halloween is dead and gone. Yeah. Happy day after Halloween. Yeah, and we had such an eventful Halloween. Let's tell the people what we did. Dun, 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 dun. Nothing. Edit this show. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And you know what's cold is that we didn't even get kids to, like trick-or-treat on our street. Like, last year, I went out. I was very ambitious and hopeful. I was like, babe, I'm about to stop at CVS. I bought all this candy. You remember this? Bought all this oh, candy. Yeah, first year was here. ready to just hand. Oh, that was two years ago? I thought that was last no, year. Why, wouldn't that be three years ago? It was our first year here. I think that was our second year. I don't. There's no way because we knew new, no kids were coming. I was ambitious. I was very excited. Tell me why not one kid knocked on this door. You know how much money I spent on candy at CBS? And then proceeded to eat it. It was $20-something. And I ate it all. Still to this day, why? My teeth are sensitive. <laughs> really? My teeth. That's where it all started? It's just bad. I don't know what happened. It's not in the last couple of years. My teeth are just, just gonna extra blame it sensitive. On age. What? Is it sensitive? With the, I know sugar is a thing for you, but is it hot, Everything. hot and cold? Let me tell you how bad it is. We went out to dinner. No, we went out to a breakfast. I want to say it was last weekend. And we were smiling in a group picture. And the wind was blowing <laughs> and caught part of my sensitive tooth. And I'm sitting here smiling like, hey, nothing's wrong. Knowing good and well my tooth was on fire. Like, this is literally what's the happening. The wind hurt The wind. Tooth? That doesn't seem normal. Like, this is not normal. But then I go to the dentist and I'm like, guys, something is wrong. And they're like, oh, your teeth look really good, Mr. Riley. And they've done the x-rays? Yeah, they just had them the last time I went. I did the x-rays. But I don't want them to, I don't, see, here's the thing. I'm like, yeah, I need you to check it because then they can't come back and be like, well, we're going to need to do a root canal. Like, I'm not ready for that. I am tired of this sensitivity. But it doesn't hurt. It's, you would know if you it is extru- a root It canal. is discomforting. Is that the word I'm looking for? No. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, discomforting. I'm over here making up words. <laughs> I am, I am known for that. I'm sure you guys have probably caught that throughout the seasons. But <laughs> you can say, but discomfort is a word. Yeah, it's, but I think I said discomforting. Tomato, tomato. You guys still love me. But it, that's that's just what it is. But they said I do have receded gums. It's because I brushed too hard. Brushed too hard, yeah. Or I did brush too hard. Like, what is brushing too hard? Like, did y'all ever get a manual on the sign like, this is how the the appropriate amount of pressure you got, you're supposed to apply to your teeth? You like, were I destroying get that toothbrushes. Justin's toothbrushes look like, they would be, essentially be flat with all the brushes like spread out like a star in different directions because you were pressing so hard. That's unnecessary. You're, nobody's toothbrush should look like that. It looked like you were scrubbing a toilet with that. Here's the thing. I didn't want plaque. I didn't <laughs> want gingivitis. I didn't want bad breath. So that, so what I thought was apply the most pressure to your teeth to make sure it was solid. Nobody told me that I need to apply a quarter pressure to this tooth and then go ahead and ramp that up soft, to 70%. Soft brush. Yeah, all kind of... Like I, I didn't, I didn't, I missed the memo. Okay. I didn't get it. So now I have some receded gum lines and now my teeth are sensitive. So now there are some nights when I do remember I have to put on some special paste on my teeth to reduce the sensitivity. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I ain't got no hair on my head. My hairline is smoked. I'm putting things on my gums. <laughs> I get my back hurts. My knees are bad. Hopefully I'll see 40. <laughs> yeah, you will. Even though you're like already 80. 
you just you are who you are and also speaking of being like old and senile would you do earlier this week what was that yesterday i have no idea <laughs> I looked what you're at you talking about when you were brushing your teeth oh <laughs> don't play me but see, how are you going to try to bring this up when no. you just did the same thing? I'm going to say because no, that's no, what I'm no, gonna no. Tell this, I'm not. You can't can lead I tell in. You're, try, you're playing me. No, so and you're story, really playing yourself. <laughs> no, so the story is this: a couple weeks ago, or maybe even a week ago, it was probably about a week. <laughs> I was just brushing my teeth. Who noticed? Did I? I noticed. Know, it. You noticed? I was sitting there brushing my teeth with because <laughs> something had happened, and you went like. Oh, and thanks for using my toothbrush. Well, no, I went to go oh. open the medicine cabinet to grab my toothbrush. Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm staring at her toothbrush in the medicine cabinet. And she's just scrub, 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 scrub. And I said, oh, great. Thanks for using my toothbrush. Yep. And keep in mind, she was a smooth two and a half minutes in. <laughs> I was, just, yeah. Dude, dude, was how was your day, knowing. baby? Yeah, yeah. Good morning. We're so excited. I'm ready for today. Can I have some tea? Do you want some tea? Oh, my gosh, because that's exactly how I sound in the morning. I don't sound like that. Okay, maybe I do. But I, so I'm brushing my teeth with this toothbrush. I didn't even notice. And, I, you know, I don't even think I'd gotten to my tongue yet. Hopefully not. I don't want to relive it. And <laughs> let me just say, this is not the first time I've used Justin's toothbrush. How many others have this I? This has happened at least three times. Right. But I've caught it. I've at caught least. It. Yeah. That I'm, I've been, that I've been aware. Like yeah. when I, and she was like, oh, I'm using your toothbrush. I've been in the house. So who knows how many times before when she's like, I just threw your toothbrush in the trash and got a new one. Right. And let me say, because there are people out there who use other people's toothbrushes. Don't do that. Who who does that? That's nasty. Nobody does that. People do that. No, they don't. Yes, no. they do. No. Baby. Yes, they do. Who, who are because other people? Because they figure like, oh, I kiss you or, you know, like, Stop. No, we're no. blood. I'm not even going to let this story continue. <laughs> I'm about to cut you up. No, that's a for real thing. Listen, if you are a person who has you somebody else's toothbrush because, like, you forgot yours or whatever... Let me know. I no 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 I'm, no, no. I've had don't. a couple people tell me they've used toothbrushes before. I'm not saying any names on this podcast, but that's that's a thing that people do. No, here no. But I'm saying no. don't do it because it's gross. No, I, I can't even let this story continue because I just have to stop and take a second. If you are listening to this podcast and you consciously use somebody else's toothbrush, you are the nastiest <laughs> motherfucker I know. Period. <laughs> End of story. That's just nasty. I mean, that was my point. That was what I was gonna wrap it up saying, like, "Hey, don't do that. That's gross." Because it's like nasty. Your yeah. mouth has. I'm still, I'm still, ta- I'm still talking to y'all. Yeah. I want you to resonate. You're like, <laughs> no, I'm talking about you. Go ahead, tweet me, email me, message me, Snapchat me, and I'm, a, I'm gonna send you a video message saying you're nasty. That's all. What are you doing? Why are you so upset about? Because nobody does that in good conscience. I can't believe that somebody's like, mm, you know what? Today, I'm gonna use other people. I'm gonna use Joe's toothbrush. Who does I think that? it's like people who are fam- really familiar with the person. It's not like you're not using like your roommates. I love you, baby. I love no, you. No, I don't want to use your. If like, I consciously use your toothbrush, we need to go see it. Well, we already talked about making out. Like we, I don't like swiping or swapping mouth germs. Your m- mouth is the germiest place. On your entire body. That means it's dirtier than your asshole. Like, really put that yeah. into perspective. Like, I'm Did you just carry somebody's serious. mouth to their asshole? I did. This conversation is taking a complete turn no, to the worst. I think you should. I mean, it's just the, it's the truth, man. The oh, truth. my God. I, so I'm, I'm mad. Your mouth has the most germs. So I'm just saying, like, if you're not willing to share assholes with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like nobody Maybe don't do that to your own toothbrush. Yeah, you're so extreme. I was really that. just trying to tell everybody that you use my toothbrush, and I'm not the only one who has grabbed a toothbrush before. You're right, and so keep in mind, I had kept my. <laughs> That's all. I, I'm. Just, I was. I will, I had so much pride about this. I just. I said I've caught Joy probably three times using my toothbrush in the nine years we've been together. No, you haven't caught me. You only caught me that one time. No. The other times I've told you like, oh, I I used your toothbrush. No, there's been for sure another. T- there's been a hundred percent where you saw me, where I saw you use my toothbrush. Uh, okay. So I had been good. I've been on a on, for at least my conscious memory that I've never used Joy's toothbrush. <laughs> Tell me why. Just two, three days ago, I'm over here brushing my teeth. Do 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 do. And I just happened to look and at you Joy too. Joy was in the, in the shower. And then she opens the the shower to probably grab my razor. That's another conversation. Yeah. And You're she's not like, supposed to share those either. By the she's way, she's like, babe, you're using my toothbrush. <laughs> I was just like, damn it. He was so upset. I've been so good, and I was immediately disgusted. Good thing I was probably only about 10, 15 seconds. Probably 10 seconds. Yeah. And it just threw my, I didn't even, after I I, I threw the toothbrush in the trash, grabbed my own toothbrush, my mouth didn't even feel clean. So, you know, you're one of those, you're just scrubbing your mouth, and I'm like, nah, this toothpaste thing. I feel like I have your mouth germs. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Okay, I, I'm still. But now I'm wondering, have you ever used my toothbrush before, and you just don't know because you didn't know you were using my brush? No, here's here's the, here's the why I don't believe I've ever used your toothbrush before because every time I open the medicine cabinet, I take notice of the other toothbrush that's in our medicine cabinet. So I would have noticed when I went to put it in, I would have been like, "Damn, I used her brush," and I have not had that moment. So I am going to say that that was probably the first time I've ever used your toothbrush, and I promise you. I'm going to try. Actually, I can't make that promise. (laughs) But I'm going to certainly, certainly, certainly try to never let that happen again. Yeah. Please. For both of our mouth sakes. Nasty asses out there. I'm still mad at (laughs) y'all. Still mad. Using somebody else's toothbrush. And you know what? You better get a washcloth and and use your fingers. Somebody else's toothbrush. Another note. Get some floss. Of oral. Yeah, I was going to say of oral hygiene. And then we can move on from this. But floss, everybody. I know there is some podunk doctor who probably has the qualifications, but we're going to call him podunk because he said that flossing is not necessary. Who said that? Some dentist somewhere. That's not it's not the truth. If you, no, if so you did the dentist tell you that? I need to know who's saying that. You're no, saying somebody article. said this. I it was need. an article, and actually a friend of mine brought it up. And he was like, oh, you know, you actually, a doctor has disproven that. I'm like, no. I'm not in disproving nothing. Go ahead and stick some floss in between your teeth morning and night and see how much shit comes out. Have you need to disprove that? You're foul. Yeah, you bring like chunks of food and plaque. And this is how I explained it, how the dentist explained it to me. Granted, I've been a flosser, but she said, when you throw food in a garbage can, it begins to decompose. And then when you smell that, the smell of actual garbage, that's the smell of food decomposing so in your teeth if you leave the food there it decomposes so your breath will literally smell like garbage hot garbage yeah ain't Trash. nobody got time for that just go ahead and floss i can't believe it. So, brush and brush and so brush now and so far and get a tongue scraper too while you're at it just go ahead and take care of that whole situation. we are 10 minutes into this episode <laughs> and you have admitted that there's people who consciously use someone else's toothbrush and now we have a dentist saying flossing is unnecessary 
Yeah, what hygiene he- is just questionable. What the hell there. is going on? And shit, and Donald Trump is running for president, Dan? What is going on? I know, we need to... Ugh. Oh my gosh, yeah, I brought up Trump again. You mad? Good. I'll be over it once the election season is done. Lord, We're almost wait. there, and if you... I, I think... The registration the deadline has passed, and yep. if you have not registered to vote, shame, shame on, on you. you. Shame, shame on you. Shame. And if you have, make sure you get out there and vote. See, I'm not I mean, see, I'm not an early voter. Everyone's like, go ahead and register early. I, I'm... I'm, I'm I feel some type of way about early voting. I just feel like my vote doesn't count. Yeah, there's something about doing it on. I want to go on that day when they're out here updating the the, the polls on on MSNBC and right. CNN. I need to. Yeah, my I, I sure did. I punched that. I'm waiting for my precinct. There it is. Boom. My vote is there. If we lived in a swing state, it would be even more exciting. It would be exciting living because it's swing like state. you know we're no one cares, but still gotta participate. Oh, I'm definitely gotta, going to participate. I mean, it we matter. Just not as much. Yeah, it, just because we're we're in a state that's overwhelmingly going to always be Democratic or in a right. blue state, right? And I'm, I'm going to contribute to that blue state. So right. I mean, it, but it, it it would be interesting. I, like, I can we're imagine not here by when accident. you're sitting there like, no, my vote really does count. Like we're right here on the edge. That's got to feel cool for whoever is the winner. If it's a Democrat, if a, a swing state and they go Democratic or they vote Republican, like I wonder if the person, whatever they. Whatever side wins, I wonder like the excitement you feel. Like are you very very proud. I feel like I'm just not going to visit any red states for the next four years. Like in this election, <laughs> whoever is red, I'm not coming to see you. <laughs> nope, not you, coming. You are lying. The truth is not in you because you're gonna forget in two weeks after the election. Be like, doo doo doo. So I've always wanted to go uh, visit this place. No. Yes, yes, yes. No. I, it, it was a good effort. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, pl- seriously. I'm gonna applaud your wishful thinking. I'm not trying to go anywhere where you're like, you literally. But think I can't. That I am like. I got not you, but, a but you can't. But you being. literally can't say I'm not gonna visit a state because they voted Republican. Like that means then you're literally sweeping all people from that state into one little box. Huh. You know that, right? What's another circumstance in which that happens? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just, dude, dude, I just want you to hear yourself right. and what you're all saying. Right. That's just... fair. In all seriousness, I will visit your state even if it votes red. Does anyone have any fiction or mystery thriller recommendations for adult males? I read a lot of YA literature because I'm just obsessed with it. YA, that stands for young adult. She's out there saying it like all these readers know what that means. I just figured that out about two weeks ago. Did so for really? us, let's not say YA. Let's stop coding it. Young adult books. That's like saying the NBA. You know what the NBA is. What does the NBA stand for? National Basketball National Basketball Association. Look at you struggling. You're out there sweating like, uh, what does the NFL stand for? No, uh, National Football League. What does the MLB stand for? Major League Baseball. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm, I was a little nervous, not going to lie. Yeah. But YA, that's what it's called. Like, no one calls it young. Well, I guess people do call it young adult. And there's I'm also pretty, a I'm pretty adult. sure. I, I am pretty sure when you go into the library, there's not a little tab on the shelves that say YA. I'm that's exactly sure. what it says. I think it says, oh, no, young, it says adult. young adult. Oh, no, it says young adult. It says young adult. Yeah. I think it says young adult yeah. YA in parentheses. Young adult. All right. Well, I read a lot of young adult or like adventure or sci fi, fantasy. I just, I like all that good stuff. But Justin has agreed to read a work of fiction because he's, what are you into? I'm a nonfiction factual guy. That's just, that's just what I like to read. I like facts. I like learning. And not that you can't learn from fiction novels, but there's just something about 
being able to apply proven facts or studies and digest that. I, I enjoy it. But I can, also, I can also say that reading a lot of those books, you're just it's just facts thrown at your face. So I agreed to, to Joy. I said, I, I'm interested in reading a fiction novel because I'm ready for some story because all these facts, my brain is, is struggling to, to digest a lot at a time. And then she went to the library and couldn't find me anything to read. Well, I did. I brought home several books for you. I brought The Da Vinci Code, A Thousand Splendid Sons, Love in the Time of Cholera. And I did get you one biography, which was The Boys on the Boat. So I cleaned up for you, but I'm not confident. Well, I, I liked The Da Vinci Code. I read that. I haven't read A Thousand Splendid Sons yet. I do want to read that. But just, I don't know. What are some works of fiction for my man? You did get me four books, and I'll have to look and decide which one I'll read. I'm leaning towards the one about the story that was based in Afghanistan. What novel was that? A Thousand Splendid Sides. Yeah, that's the one that seemed most interesting. And it was funny. Joy decided that she was going to read the little cliff notes that they print in the book. It gives you a synopsis <laughs> of the story. And we are on book two. And I said, Joy, if you please do not <laughs> stop reading right now, I won't pick up any of these books. But that's, <laughs> I love you, baby. I was, so rude. I was just like, please stop. stop. I guess I don't have a stop, bedtime voice. Stop. No, no bedtime voice <laughs> at all. But that's why I, I think I'm going to lean there. I am finished. I'm almost finished with one of my audio books. I've been trying to get through for a while. Originals. That's the, the book I'm currently reading. It, it's, a, it's an interesting book. It starts off really strong. And then the, the middle is kind of a snore. But now it's, it's ending stronger, which I like. I'm on the chapter about parenting, which is very interesting because you guys know how I feel. About parenting, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Still know if we're there yet, but it, they just they just back some some good research, drop sprinkle a little bit of knowledge on you. I was like, okay, so I told myself that I'm gonna read read reread this chapter when we are with child. So like in three years, I'm not putting any Two time. Years. I'm not putting stop. What stop, did I say? Stop, Two years. stop, stop putting times on it. When when it comes, it comes. All right. Two years. <laughs> it takes two to make a baby. So you can go ahead and have a baby in two years, so later, and I'm gonna just, start questioning. You're not gonna do what it takes to make a baby. No, I'm I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying you go ahead and put times on it. Like you can just boop. No, no, no. This, this is not a microwave. You just line. can't press a button and then boop. Here it comes. I honestly don't know what's gonna happen. I'm not feeling. I would. I have my preferred timeline, but you, you can't really. You can have a little bit of a say, but you can't really control that. So I'm not that concerned. We wanted to revisit our conversation we had a few episodes ago regarding Donald Trump's locker room talk. When we posted the episode on social media, we got a lot of conversations going. And over the last few weeks, Joy and I have just continued to ping, ping pong some, some conversations back and forth. And we just wanted to bring those to light. One of our listeners left a comment on our page asking if women are guilty of speaking about men in a similar fashion when men are not present. And I think the answer to that is no. We are very rarely, not never, but very rarely objectifying men. And when we're talking about locker room talk and we're speaking about rape culture and all that, the conversation isn't about how women are talking about men and men and how that is attributing to rape culture because it's not. Um, but again, we're not really we're not talking about you guys like that. So what are you guys talking about? I think is I think you're you're trying to slide away from the question. I'm not, I'm not, like no, we don't objectify you, but I want I need you to go deeper than that. Not typically. It doesn't mean like, you know, every once in a while. 
because I mean that like you saw me with like Boris Kojo or whatever, but that's like it's not it's never derogatory is what I want to say. Like it might be like, man, he has really nice abs or like he's got a nice bag or like, ooh, that man is sexy. But it's not like, ooh, like I'm going to like attack him and mow him down. Like that can happen too. It can happen, but it's not So is it because, and and again, this is playing no defense on either. I just want to talk about it. To reveal it is, is, do you say that? Because there are men that I know and I've said is like, man, she's really sexy. You know, she has a nice ass. Mm Mm-hmm. And if I say that and you come out and say, well, that's you're you're perpetuating rape culture, toxic masculinity with making these comments. And that's been universally agreed upon throughout since that that tape has been released. But you guys, in turn, can say like, oh, look at that guy. He has nice abs. He's very sexy. But you're saying it's not it's not objectifying you or it's not creating or going towards anything. Is that simply because men are predatory by nature or because we're the aggressor because we're physically bigger that those comments can lead to something where if a woman says like hey x y and z and you can't physically assert yourself so it right. comes off different is that kind of what you're trying to say yes a little bit but also there's nothing wrong with some saying like saying nicely if you were like you know like man her body is really nice or yeah she has a nice butt but i won't say there's nothing wrong use your discretion it's when you take ownership, when you assert entitlement, when you say, oh, she's got a nice ass. Like, I'm going to, like, bang the shit, bring her brains out. Like, you know, when you start doing that, that's when it's more of a problem. Not that it can't turn into an issue when you're saying, like, oh, like, nice titties, nice ass, nice whatever. Don't constantly objectify women's bodies. Because that's the other thing is when we're talking about men, we're not we're not body obsessed like you are like we're mainly short talking about how you guys treat us that's really what we talk about most of the time not how what we would like to do to you we are talking about what is done to us whether it be nice or not so nice or like something we're tired of or something we do like or whatever but we're not we don't speak about you guys in that way we're to be honest we're not thinking about you that hard like not Yo, stop that. No, when it's girl time, like we will talk about like some whatever stuff, but we're not like we'll talk about some whatever stuff. Oh, that's (laughs) that's really detailed. Get the hell out of here. I'm saying like we'll talk about you guys a little bit, but we're not we're we're not like having sexual fantasies in a group. Like that's kind of what that's what we're talking about by like rape culture or locker room. It's like sex fantasy within a group. That's crazy. No, like, I, 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 I hear you. It's crazy. And for it to happen often is like, oh, like I said, I, there isn't, I cannot speak on behalf of all women. And it's not that people do not occasionally do this, but it's not common. I don't know. I, I, I it, it's hard for me to comment on because going back to the, the previous episode and in what we discussed and realizing how our day to day commentary has contributed to the rape culture has contributed to right. toxic masculinity and we and we've really dug into that conversation and not just on this this podcast but also with conversations in our friends i think what our listener was saying and what a lot of men are saying too and again this is not to bring defense up i want to make that very clear is you can say the same thing but it 
has a completely different meaning. And and the, and the fact is, it's, it's right yes. because the, the answer the is threat yes. is pretty much non-existent. And that's what it is. It's because and there's so, no so threat is it to the, you. The physical assertion is that a, a yes. woman can't just go to a man and say, "Here I am." Right. We just physically cannot, in most cases, cause you bodily and or sexual harm. It's not that it doesn't happen. I know that there are cases out there where the aggressor has been the female. But on, if we're talking numbers, the majority. I've just realized, and specifically to the gentleman who wrote that comment, I, for me, as a man, it, it's very, and not even just as a man, but when you are on the side that someone is accusing you of something, even if you are not an active participant, your immediate response is to be defensive. And I've realized in this conversation, being defensive doesn't help. There are some things that you know, I still don't quite understand, and, and there's a slippery slope. But coming out and saying, oh, well, this, this, and this, and you guys do that, and, and trying to compare and quantify, it doesn't lead to productive conversations. Right. It's not a solution it, to point the finger. No, it, it's not at all. And that's where I think, and not even just go beyond this conversation. Go look through us as a, as a society on a, on a political level, on a social level. We have oftentimes, when people are on the, on the opposite side of the fence on a specific issue, what we like to do is try to poke holes in each other's arguments instead of saying, okay, I recognize and understand and let me try to just get where they're coming from. We spend way more time trying to, to belittle or demean or disprove their point that we're not even willing to step into the world, into their world and try to understand it. And for me, that is what's been the biggest eye-opening experience you know, since we've had this conversation yeah. over the past two months is and I try to just look at all things in, in, in my in the workplace in our relationship is am I going to come in here and really try to well you do this and you do that you, know, you, you can't you can't compare everything apples to apples some things are apples and oranges and you just you may not agree you may not like it but you just got to work in the way to where you can understand and this is one of those conversations man it's not going to help if we say well, women, y'all are doing the same thing. It, it it does nothing productive for the conversation. So don't even waste your breath in trying to do it. Uh, for me, what has been the best is saying, okay, I don't understand. Like, really, let me let's dive into this. And and again, for us, you know, being in a conversation with four or five very intelligent, very self conscious women who are able to break it down very, very thoroughly, what well, was definitely a major benefit. And I do want to say, we spoke about this as well, is that there's an element of unlearning that we all have to do. And if we're talking about that, then yes, we all have to get better. We all need to be kinder to one another and respect each other even more and and all that good stuff. But, but this conversation, it, it really isn't about what women are saying about men because that there's not really a problem there we do have a problem with the things that men are saying to women and how that translates into all kinds of abuse. So it's, it's, and that's the real it's not necessarily the words, it's the actions that come from the words. Exactly. So and technically, yeah, the words are a problem, but on the yeah. man's side, these words are leading to violent actions. Where on the women's side, your words aren't leading to violent actions. Yeah. So therefore the problem is not the same between both genders. Apples and oranges. Words have power. I mean, you can't just say crazy stuff all the time and expect for there to be no consequences. Case in point, Trick Daddy. Bruh. I, he sounded insane. Like, first of all, he called everybody ho. Everybody's a hoe. 
Y'all if, hoes. If like, you haven't seen the video, what? just Google Trick hoe. Daddy. And I'm sure it'll pop up at the top of the feed. This fool decides Don't to make give him a, the Google head. <laughs> like, decides he even... to, to make a video belittling women. and <laughs> No, belittling black women. But while trying to praise white and Latina women, but calling them hoes <laughs> at the same time. And while black people are black. What did he say? We need to tighten up. He needs that white women and Latina women, but he was using hoes instead of women. Uh, they figured it out. Like they're all together. And like, basically black women are useless minus the fact that they can make fried chicken, which I don't know how to do. So apparently I'm worth nada. Not a damn thing to trick daddy. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm i just, I'm at a loss. One, I don't give a damn about trick daddy. Like, trick who? I don't, who, who he did, are He did make some cuts in the early 2000s. He made some cuts. Fine, <laughs> we need to bring up the cuts, Justin. I, I, I am just saying. But that was the early 2000s. That We're was. in 16. How are you contributing to a society? You're not. You're And now you're just saying awful things about black women and we need love we need so much love i feel like black women are so willing to love and support black men and then and i don't feel like all black men are this way but we do get a good amount of our hate from black men like why are we so resented by our other halves like what is that? A, what is that about? You don't want to get me to start preaching on this subject. No, I do. I one hundred percent do. Let's the, get into the it. The words Trick Daddy said, as far as calling women bitches and hoes, yes, that is inappropriate, and I don't think we need to expand upon that anymore. People, if you have a brain, you you understand that. Right. But for me, it's the issue of of black men belittling black women. Agreed. Our culture is. When I say our culture, black culture, has been stripped has been mocked has been appropriated for forever and especially in a time like today when you have the black lives matter movement when you have our community and our culture of people who are rallying together to have someone who has some sort of popularity and is known a minor to come sphere on of a on a public stage and make these comments about his own race is perpetuating a a cycle of ignorance and hate and stupidity amongst other people who are not inside the black community. Mm-hmm. And all what what drives me nuts and what what really kills me is when the media finds one black person to agree with the overwhelming white majority. Mm-hmm. They want to point to that example every single time and say, look, well, so-and-so said it, so there it is as fact. And this is just another, this is going to be another classic example when people say, well, look, Trick Daddy's black and look what he's saying about black women. Yeah. And then you're going to have other black men out here saying, well, yeah, that's real true. Now, this is the real, fellas. And I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. I love all women out there. All women, all cultures, all races, all nationalities, all beautiful, all unique, offer all great things. For me as a black man, I feel the only type of woman who could truly understand me 100% is a black woman. Because you share in my racial experience walking through America. And to be a conscious black man and to say negative things about black women and then choose not to date black women because they're a 
too mean or, or too straightforward or always got an attitude or always want this or not good enough for that. Man, fellas, let's just come on, man. Stop all the nonsense. Anything that's good is worth fighting for. And if you can't deal with somebody checking you and putting you in your place, then you need to look in your own self, man. That's not the woman's fault. So let's stop going on these public platforms and blaming black women for issues that black men have within ourselves. Because that is the issue that we have. And so it really pisses me off when there are other black men who say this. And I don't care who you date. Choose who you want. Date who you want. But you can't be a black man. You can't be a member of the black community going on public platforms and saying, I, I don't like black women. Well, yeah, that may not be your preference. And that's fine. That's okay. But you can't open your platform and say, well, I don't like them because of this. And then going out here and say, oh, they better tighten up because everybody else is doing it. Man, get the hell out of here. And the church said, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to add anything to that. I really appreciate that. It's, it's, it's just, it's frustrating. And I said, the, the older I've gotten and, and even with friends that I have and the conversations that we have, it, it, I just, I just grow frustrated. I, I don't, I don't understand. And, and again, it may not be your, you know, black women may not be your preference as a, as a black man. And, and like I said, I don't care. We all have, we, we all are attracted to, to different people and ver- there is a variety of things that, that catch our attention, but you cannot at all ever say that you are not going to date someone who is a part of your struggle, who is a part of your culture who understands what you are going through, whose grandparents, whose parents have been through a struggle that with the only your culture can understand. So to say that I'm just going to completely ignore and rule out a full experience because of attitude, of anger and frustration is, is bullshit, fellas. Like, I'm keeping 100 this bullshit. And you guys can come and call and say what you want to say. Oh, Jay, you're coming like that? Yeah, I'm coming for your throat on this one. Because it's a real deal issue that I'm tired of hearing black men talk about what black men... Shut the hell up, please. Yeah, you don't have to spit in our face and use our back as a stepping stone. Like, we we can do this together. I, I just... Again, I don't think you have to date within your race or anything, but why the disrespect? What, what did we do besides support you to... Deserve, or and to demand better of you. What do we do other than those things that made you hate us so much? I would like to know. Like Malcolm X said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. Think back to middle school, or even think to your favorite teacher. Think back to your favorite coach. Those who believe the most in you demand the most from you. Mm-hmm. And those who want to be pushed to that limit will come on the other side with a far greater respect and love for that individual. But for those who are unwilling to push themselves to that limit, you're going to develop a great resentment for that individual. And so as I said, we as black men want to place our issues on black women. That's not the case. Don't be mad because they see 10 in you and you only see eight in yourself. And because they're trying to push you to level 9 and 10 and you're pissed off on how they're getting to do that, you're saying, mm, I'm not going to deal with them. I'm going to go with someone else who's a little easier. I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about that. They don't push me as hard. So you, you, you settle. You become complacent. And that's what has happened within our culture is there are certain people who don't want to get pushed to that limit. Mm-hmm. I love Joy because she pushes me to my limit. Are there other women out there who may not be black who could push me to my limit too? Absolutely. 
But we can't, the, the problem is, is we can't say that, oh, this group of people only pushed me out of my comfort zone, so I don't like it, I'm moving on. You, you can't. You can't. Right. You got to look inside of you. You and have to look inside I wanna of you. I want to say if you feel that way, feel that way, but feel free to keep it to yourself. Like, you don't need to spread that. We don't, we don't need to know. Like, just but move you, on. But, you know, in, 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 in this hot topic of a year, freedom of speech, the First Amendment, we're all protected by the First Amendment, so everybody. Right. Let's all talk crazy. <laughs> it is, it, it's funny that someone, I saw that someone tweeted it. It was like, your First Amendment rights doesn't give you the freedom to be an idiot and say stupid <laughs> and hateful things. But everyone just wants to say, all right, well, freedom of speech is that you still have to have some human decency. That's, can we, can we right. put that statement in there? Right. But because it's not written in the Constitution, we, okay, I got you. I got it. But I honestly, I'm not sure how many black women were really stunting on Trick Daddy's rant. Because, I mean, he's Trick Daddy. But the problem is that there are people out there who agree with him. And I just kind of wanted to have a little sit down with them real quick. But I think I think you did a good job there. I mean, it, <laughs> I didn't know you were as passionate as you as you are. <laughs> if, I'm feeling really appreciated right now and valued. These are the conversations <laughs> we have. If people think about like when I'm talking about my brothers, these are the type of conversations we have. Yes, right. we are talking about how beautiful women are too. Uh, but we we do have these type of conversations. And it is something passionate about because I can't you just you can't quit on yourself. As long as I look in the mirror, I know who I see. And to say that I quit on somebody else who looks like me and who's experienced the same things as me, I got, I can't do. I, I I'm just not cut from that cloth. And if you're cut from that cloth, then it cool. You just you're just not making the cut in my circle. More of the story is just stop saying stupid shit. Like that that's 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 honestly like the, the real of it all. We can break it down into many different levels, but just stop saying stupid shit. That that's really what it comes down to. And I I'm guilty of it too. We just need to put filters back into our lives. And like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to say that. And again, trust me, I'm guilty. I my filter level is the not very high. The only thing you don't need to speak on is like basically the filter just needs to be this is hate speech. Maybe I shouldn't say it. Like that's basically it. too shy <laughs> like that's the filter don't no hate speech and just like don't be a misogynist you should be fine thank you guys so much again for tuning in to another episode of married millennials be sure to subscribe to this podcast on itunes and stitcher and share it with your friends and of course let's keep the conversation going online connect with us on social media you can head over to our website lovejays.com and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next Tuesday.